Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Good morning, afternoon and evening. And welcome back to the podcast, episode 24. Today, we're going to be talking about consistency with exercise. You alright, Jen? <laughs> I decided I wasn't talking because on Instagram, Phil kicked me off the um, post. Instead of putting my nice one on there where I was smiling and looking engaged, he instead decided to record himself twice and put two of him on the couch speaking to himself. I have you know, everybody thought that was a really good episode. <laughs> so I just video. thought, tell you what, I'm going to make this really awkward for you and not speak. We both know I didn't feel awkward. No, I know. I felt more <laughs> awkward than you did. I know you did. <laughs> it actually sabotaged myself. You ate that five seconds of silence. Oh, I really do. Mm. I will say anything and, and to avoid silence. Mm. Silence is a scary sound, McFly would say. Would they? It was a bonus B track that Dougie from McFly hidden on one of their other songs. Hidden? Oh, it was really good. What do you mean hidden? It was hidden. Oh, you never, hidden? You never remember hidden tracks on CDs? No. The song was like 10 minutes long and you had to skip to like seven minutes in and there'd be a little bonus song on the end. And there was the loads thing? of silence in between. I didn't, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. That sounds terrible. No, it's a bonus track. Right, we're going to do a bonus podcast song. one day. It'll be about five <laughs> hours long and you've just got to scroll until you get to the point and we start talking. Hidden podcast where we start slagging everyone off. Yeah. All of you are. <laughs> just kidding, we, we like you all really. Jen wouldn't have the ability to do that as a joke, never mind, as a real life. <laughs> yeah, so thing. silence is a scary sound, as Dougie from my It's also a virtue. I don't know what that means. I have not a clue, I've just said loads. <laughs> silence is a virtue. What does a virtue mean? Is it a virtue or a virtue? Well, I'm going to have to Google it now. A virtue. A virtue. A sounds like a Pokemon. A virtue. A choose you. What was it? Silence. Is a virtue. Is a. Virtue. I'm assuming it's a virtue and not a virtue. Silence can be a virtue Ooh, of fools oh, in right. a case where someone has committed something terrible or wrong but they prefer to keep out of it and remain silent instead of taking action. Well, this is taking a dark yeah. twist, doesn't it? For, yeah. Do like a murder podcast. We Maybe we'll turn it into a murder podcast. I don't think we will. Why not? Because we don't... We Unless don't know, I murder you. <laughs> we don't know any murder stories. And that would have I know murder. plenty of stories i'll have you know yeah from other podcasts <laughs> you can't make a podcast off i can't podcast. also make up murders what just saying like there's a there's a, only a limited amount of murders that you can talk about in the world right like i can't make them up i think what i'm trying to say is jen the podcast idea has already been done there's already okay. murder podcasts where they talk about murders we're not making another one plus you like listening to them not doing the podcasts that's true so i'm trying to change the podcast I really enjoy Sorry. this we've just had art by the way for anybody that's interested the most downloads ever in a month. Yeah! Which is amazing. Jen's now trying to change it to a murder podcast. <laughs> Not to confuse you or anything. 
Don't worry, we're going to keep it as it is. So Yeah, sorry, I'll try and not change it. Um, also, if anyone's noticed, this bit's, my mum commented on how this bit's getting longer each week. <laughs> so sorry about that bit. Yeah, it's now 29 minutes past 8, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, I don't know how we started it. 6 o'clock this morning. Oh, right, okay. It's a long intro, <laughs> two and a half hours. But it's fine, because I'm going to drop it into a 10-hour podcast and you have to find this bit, because apparently that's... How things are done Hidden these days. podcast, hidden podcast. I just don't remember this being a thing. Yeah. I'll just trust you. Because today, what we're we talking about. Can I just go back to that just one second before we move on? No, you can't, Jen. Because it used to really infuriate me because I really like that song. It's actually one of my favourite McFly, mm. McFly songs. Um, and the problem was I could never remember exactly what minute it started on. So right. I had to spend quite a good time like jumping around to try and find the right bit. Mm. Do you so, know yeah. is that what infuriates you? Yeah, right, just, it's me. when I don't start the podcast. <laughs> no, just in general, when I try to move it on and you go, well, actually, I've got something else I want to say instead, which has absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about. The people come here for the stupid stuff that I say. Oh. We all know that people laugh at me, not with me. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, today, we're talking about... Oh, before you talk about that. Oh, what? Nothing. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about consistency with exercise. You struggled with this, didn't you? Oh, yeah, big time. Like, I was the classic person who just did everything under the sun and never did anything consistently. I never actually did exercise consistently. It was just Mm. like, do this for a little bit of time and now I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to do this for a little bit of time and now I'm going to stop. Like, I... I genuinely think that the biggest problem with this for me was the assumption that... I always had to want to do it. Like if I if I was enjoying it, like I just ha- I wanted to do it. So if I stopped wanting to do it, that meant obviously I didn't enjoy it. So I just stopped doing it altogether. Like I think the important point to make here is that even when you do find some, turn your emails off. <laughs> the only reason Jen's shouting is because Jen had one go off about a minute ago. <laughs> so the last one wasn't me. Just so you're aware. There you go. It's me too. <laughs> so glad you called me on that because I did that on purpose for that reason like I'd ever not call you out on something <laughs> do you know me ah, funny I'm not going to shout out for nothing yeah that's really made me laugh good so um... <laughs> it's a podcast it's audio you know <laughs> you don't have to be a narrative yeah. as well <laughs> so even when you love something just stop laughing why are you laughing he's going to make both... a joke and I can't <laughs> Because we both went to drink our coffee at the same time. And as we both lifted it up to our mouths, we both put it down at the same time because we thought the other person was going to be speaking. Oh, gosh, this is going to be a long one. I can feel it. Do you know what? I was just about to butt in anyway because I had a really good point to make about the fact that you was the perfect example of being, and I mean this in the nicest way possible because you'll agree with me, you was consistently inconsistent with oh, training. No, I don't agree with you. Consistently inconsistent. I don't agree. All right, cool. Did you do the same thing consistently? <laughs> no, you didn't. You was consistently inconsistent <laughs> in regards to the fact that you started something, did it for a bit, started something else, did that for a bit. Yeah, started. no, that is exactly It was just complete program hopping from like classes to cardio inside, to cardio running outside, back exactly. to a class. Yeah. Then you'd fancy doing something else. And there was just no kind of like um, destination, was it? It was not like, right, this is the path that I'm going to take. This yeah. is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to achieve. It, it really was that. And I think there was an element of none of those things I actually enjoyed doing therefore I didn't I tell you what the one thing I did always enjoy doing was spin class and I was really consistent at going to spin because I enjoyed it 
How devastated was you when I started out as a fitness instructor years ago? Found out that I was taking spin, but you couldn't come because I was, oh, you was no. a teacher. You couldn't the come best to part was, I helped Phil plan the class. Mm. So I'd help pick all the music. And I was so excited about it. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be such a banging class. Like, really great tunes. Like, I, I would love this class and I couldn't come to it. You came once, didn't you? I practiced it in the living room with you. You did practice. We didn't have a bike, by the way. We sat on the couch I practicing. I did it in thinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like jumping up and down, wasn't I? Like, in the, yeah. what are you supposed to sit, stand up and down on your bike? That was fun. You came to the spinathon, though, didn't you? That was fun. I did come to the spinathon. Yeah, I just, I did, I love spin, so I went quite consistently. Yeah. But I think one of the, again, a really big misconception was when, even when I found the thing that I loved, which for me was weightlifting, there was still for me, for quite some time, this assumption that because I loved it, I should always feel motivated to do it. And that took me a really long time to get over that barrier, didn't it? Like, I think I would just give up and assume that I was doing something wrong if I woke up one day and I didn't actually want to go and lift weights. Like, I would assume it was that, like, bit in me that was like, oh, well, it's obviously not the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. But it was. It was just that I had to acknowledge the fact that I wasn't always going to be motivated and we'll come back to this bit in a minute. And what you can do at that point, but I think that is step one, though, isn't it? Just it is, yeah. Understanding that it's all right, like you've not done anything wrong, you're not always going to be motivated, yeah. and that in itself is really powerful. And there's been so many clients over the years who've gone, I can't believe that I'm now training consistently, even though I'm not motivated consistently, because over the years they would have just stopped not gone to the gym, not done the workout at home, whatever it is, they just wouldn't have done it because it was like, Well, I wasn't motivated, so I didn't do it. And then they get to that point where they're like, well, I just train three to four times a week and it's just me and it's what I do. Yeah. And I think I really, 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 really want to emphasize that enjoyment bit as well because you re- you do, that has to be ultimate priority. Even if it means trying 1,000 million different things and thinking outside the box and going doing like Tai Chi and, mm-hmm. or like, um, I don't know, what's something else obscure, um, fencing or something like, literally just try everything until... And like I say, don't expect to want to go every time, but every time you go, you feel amazing. That is what you want to be aiming for. And it might be that you have a few different things. Like, it doesn't have to be that you just do one thing and that's what you always do. Like, I say I weight train, but I love doing, like, mobility, which is very similar to, like, yoga type stuff. So, like, stretching, breathing type stuff. I love walking. Like, they're my three things that I really enjoy doing. And most of the time... I look forward to doing them, mm-hmm. but I don't always. <laughs> but that takes us really nicely onto the second point because Jen's just mentioned something there about like finding the exercise that you love. And that is important that you do enjoy it because in order to do something consistently, for 99% of us, you do have to enjoy it. However, if what you're doing doesn't align with the results you want to get, you'll also not be consistent with it. Because like, for example, if you decide, yeah, I'm going to try Tai Chi or fencing. We'll use the examples Jen gave. Right, that's what I'm going to try. And after eight weeks, you're like, oh, my core's not getting stronger and my glutes aren't getting bigger and my, my shoulders aren't toned. Well, that's because you're doing Tai Chi and fencing and the result of them is going to be that you're going to get good at Tai Chi and fencing. I really want to try Tai Chi and fencing now. Do you? Yeah. Great. Go Can for I it. go fencing with you though? Absolutely, yeah. So I can stab you with a tiny little knife. It's not very nice. <laughs> this is turning into a murder podcast. <laughs> But it's important that if you've got goals that you want to achieve and your goals are quite specific in regards to the fact that you want to get stronger, more confident, you might want to build your glutes, you might want to have more core strength, you want, you might want to move your body more efficiently or more optimally, 
you're probably not going to get those things from Tai Chi and fencing. However, you might find that you really enjoy those and because of that, you become consistent at that at those sports and because of that, you become fitter and stronger and healthier and you become more um, sort of committed to that thing. So you end up doing it two, three times a week. And these are all big wins. But if you actually commit to a program that's going to get you the results you want to get, I guarantee you, you will be more consistent because motivation never comes first in the um what's the word you know those what flow in the flow flow chart yeah that is what i'm looking for in a a flow chart motivation is never at the front and we always think it is so i'm kind of going back into what jen said about being motivated first isn't always there however what's actually at the front of the flow chart is action doing the thing so if you do it the next thing in that flow chart is results so actually seeing some kind of change so if we go really specific with this and talk about, because I know it's quite a consistent thing, um, building core strength. A lot of people want to you know, be stronger within the core. They feel like they've got a really weak core and it gives them maybe like lower back pain or they just generally just feel like the, the core isn't very strong. So they want to build that core strength. You're not going to be motiva- motivated all the time to do the things you need to do, but you can still take action all the time. So if you do the things you need to do to build core strength and you start noticing that your core is getting stronger, that's your version of getting results. And because of that, you'll go, hang on, this is working. I'm gonna do this again because I know it's working. And because of that, you feel a little bit more motivated. And that doesn't mean you're gonna be motivated every workout, but what it means is when you're lacking in motivation, you'll have a really strong why. And your really strong why will be, well, I know this works. I know it's getting me to where I wanna get to, so therefore I'll do it. And this works with anything. This works with things like building glutes, uh, losing body fat. If you're on the track to get into where you want to get to, you'll feel motivated, not because you've got this burning desire to train all the time and track calories and do whatever it is that you need to do, but because you know that it works and therefore you're more likely to want to do it more consistently. And if we look at it on the flip side, if you decide to do fencing to build your glutes, after about four weeks, you can go, well, this isn't Mm. working because my glutes aren't getting any bigger. So what's the point? So you'll struggle to motivate yourself because you'll think, well, if I go tonight to that fencing training session, yeah, it might be good and I might enjoy it, but it ain't going to build my glutes. So can I really be bothered going? And that's when you have that dip in motivation because you know that what you're actually trying to do does not align with the results that you want to get and therefore you don't continue to do it. But something else that's really important to mention in a similar line or a similar level to this is it has to be achievable for you. You have to know how to do it and to actually be able to achieve those things. And one of the biggest things that we come across is, um, and you've, you've either done it yourself or you'll know a friend that's done it, is the Couch to 5K app. Yeah, I feel like there's a week that, I feel, I think I might have said this on the podcast before, but I've had so many people reach out to me saying like, I'm doing Couch to 5K and I'm on week, I think it's like five or six. I think it must like ramp up or something at that point and it stops becoming achievable for people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people give up at that point because it's not tailored to them specifically because yeah it can help you get going and help you get started but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to keep moving at the pace it wants you to because you might not be ready to move on to that bit and it might still feel a little bit too hard so it's understanding that if it's not achievable for you right now you might just need to take a step back and I've said to people in the past before like if you're not enjoying it just stop. Mm-hmm. Like I had a conversation with um, a client the other day 
and um, we were chatting. She'd started the coach to five k, and like week one, she was loving it. By week two, she was like, I hated every second of it, <laughs> and I went, please don't do it again. Like please, <laughs> like don't. And she was like, yeah, I think I just had it in my head that I just wanted to be someone who runs. And I feel like there's so many people who, like, want that. But in actual reality, when you start running, you don't always like it. And it could be because maybe it's not achievable for you right now. Like, it's actually too hard. And maybe you just need to work on just walking and building up a bit of stamina with walking. But also there's the fact that maybe you just aren't someone who likes running and I know I've talked about this a million times and this is what me and my client were talking about the idea that both of us find running really boring like it's the repetitiveness for us just it's just boring like we don't like it like I find I get stuck in my own head I know a lot of people find running is really great for like anxiety but for me it triggers my anxiety like I find that it's too much headspace I don't really have much to think about although I did go running recently and put a podcast on which was much better Mm -hmm. and if I do ever decide to do it again I would I would definitely put a podcast on because my mind's actually focused on something and it felt much more achievable but like that repetitiveness for me just doesn't work like doesn't compute it's not like you know what as well this is a really interesting point to make because i hadn't thought of this until you just said it and i remembered something that i tried a few weeks ago and this hopefully what i'm about to say will show you how individual your journey has to be jen just mentioned that when she goes on a run she hates it because she's got too much headspace so she put a podcast in which then allowed the run to be more achievable she you got more out of it basically I had something to, my mind had something to focus on so i wasn't thinking about nothing and like trying to solve all the world's problems in my room. So that's Jen's version. So if we then flip it on its head and look at what I tried to do, I went on a bike ride a few weeks ago, put a podcast in, hated every second of it. Yeah. Because I love the headspace. I love having loads of headspace and having the opportunity to bounce ideas off either side of my head, if that makes sense. So like when I'm running or when I'm out cycling, I go through a billion and one different... um, things that could potentially happen in life. I'm thinking about things that I could potentially help a client with. I'm thinking about things that I could potentially help myself with. I'm thinking about things that potentially me and Jen can do. I'm thinking about what might happen in six months time. I'm thinking about lockdown. I'm thinking about lift, learn and burn. I'm thinking about the podcast, some content I'm going to write. I think about absolutely everything. Chaos in my brain. Thinking about you, thinking about all that. This is the point I'm making. Jen hates that. That provides me with so much enjoyment. And I love just like today, for example, I've planned in to do a run today. After, in fact, not long after we finish this podcast, um, if we ever stop speaking. But <laughs> um, I plan into a, to do a run this afternoon and I can't wait for that run, not because I love running. I actually don't love running. It's all right. He's really good at it, but he doesn't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> and that's again where it comes down to, and this is, uh, do you know what? It doesn't sound big-headed because Jen's just on it. I just said it, sorry. I'm not necessarily a bad runner, but only because I've played sports for my whole life. I've never practiced running. It's just that I played football since I was like four. And in football, you've got to run. So it just ended up ended up being good at running. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that I'm all right at. But I still don't enjoy it. But what I do enjoy is the headspace, the opportunity to think. And again, I'll say this, and I know Jen won't be offended, but we're together 24-7 pretty much, aren't we? Yeah. So it's an opportunity for me and Jen to be apart. So like when Jen goes on a walk on her own with a podcast, she loves that kind of like opportunity to relax and chill out. For me to then just go for a run on my own, it's an opportunity for me to have headspace and for me to just be in my own head for a bit and just, like I said, I literally bounce ideas off either side of my skull, basically. I just (laughs) think about stuff. And honestly, I find that when I get back, 
I've almost exhausted all the ideas. So I'm like, right, now that I've gone through every single opportunity that I could possibly ever go through, I know what I need to do now. And do you know what's really weird? I used to do that in the shower. That used to be my thinking time. What I used to do, and this is really weird, before I would write anything. Don't have one content, at the minute, though, do we? <laughs> not right, sure, yeah. Not by choice. Really, that was such an evil, like, wicked witch laugh that I just. It sounds did like then. you just, like, literally destroyed the shower, so I'm not allowed one, is what that sounded like. Basically, we're redecorating the bathroom if you haven't seen on uh, Instagram, and we don't have a shower. Um, but yeah, that's what I used to do. I used to, if I had something that I really needed to think about, whether it was like a conversation I needed to have, whether it was a client that was struggling with something and I really needed to think about it. I know this sounds stupid, but what I'd do is before I would have that conversation, in the morning, I'd go check what that thing was that I needed to work on. I'd go jump in the shower in the morning. I'd really think, because that was five, 10 minutes, I'm lying, I have 25 minute showers. And that was 25 minutes of me thinking, really thinking deep about this problem I needed to solve, but now I just do it when I'm running. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that like you might be thinking, well, Phil's a hypocrite because he's doing something that he doesn't enjoy, but it's getting him towards his goal because he wants to do a triathlon this year. Mm-hmm. And he needs to run for a triathlon, therefore it's got a purpose behind it. Yeah, and I spoke about this on my Instagram story the other day, didn't I? <laughs> the fact that like there's certain parts of the triathlon training that I'm not enjoying, but in life, and do you know what? We need to kind of like broaden this a little bit when we speak about this idea of enjoyment, because think about it, I always say about like work. Like, let's say for example, you've got a project that you're doing at the minute, or you've got a deadline that you need to hit with a piece of uh, work that you're doing regardless of the industry you're working in there's probably something that you've got to do that you have to hit or achieve think about all the little steps you've got to do between now and handing that project in or completing that project or that deadline there will be bits of that that you probably enjoy doing and actually thrive on and really enjoy doing and want to do and it gets you out of bed because you've got to go do that bit of that project but there'll be bits that you cannot be bothered doing and don't want to do however you fully well know that if you do not do those steps that project will not be completed. Now, it'll be different for every industry, but what you've got to remember is that if you complete this project, you might get a promotion, a pay rise, a bigger commission. It might be a really big win at the end of this deadline. So you're in your head going, well, I know that if I do it, I'm going to achieve this promotion, pay rise, uh, commission, whatever it is. So therefore, I'm going to complete it. The same thing goes in your weight loss journey, but without a deadline. So if you're doing the right steps, if you know that that step is going to take you closer to your goal, you're going to do it whether you enjoy it or not. So for me, again, opposite to Jen, that's mobility and hill sprints. I don't love mobility anymore. It's all right, but it's become that thing that I do every day now. Just do it for 20 minutes. Is what it is. Just tick a box. Uh, hill sprints, I literally hate them a lot. They are grim. But tell them the fact the other day that you... <laughs> oh, so I basically, I just mentioned then about the fact that me and Jen go out at the same time to go for a walk. We always have. I wasn't talking about this one. What were you talking about then? Well, carry on. All right, okay. Anyway, so I, this is this might be a worse story then. I apologise. So me and Jen tend to go out at the same time. Um, but obviously now that I'm training for the triathlon, there's certain things I've got to do when I would walk. So I went for a run instead. So I went for a run to do uh, my hill sprints. And... The, there's a big hill literally around the corner from the house, which is perfectly placed. It means I don't need to go too far. So I did a quick warm-up jog, got to the bottom of it, and then I started sprinting up it. And as I got halfway up, I was like, why is that weirdo recording me? And the clue it was, I was like, who is that weirdo? And I was like, this person's genuinely recording me. I was like, I'm going to have to say something. Because you know when you, you can tell someone's face in the camera, I was like, I'm going to have to stay, say something. And as I got closer and closer, I was like, ah, oh, it's Jen, it makes sense now. <laughs> and then he whipped my hat off my head. But I was talking about the fact of the speed that you went at. Right, so I don't know how true this is. So for it's my, not, it can't be true. So for my 30th birthday, <laughs> I got a fancy watch off my mum. 
which is a triathlon watch. I'm not going to go into the details of it because it's dead nerdy and I really love it. Um, but at the same time, you will probably it hate basically it tells him it. when he needs to train and when he needs to rest and stuff. It's my own little watch coach on my wrist, so it tells me how long I need to recover and it tells me how much sleep I need. And it also tells you how fast you're running, doesn't it? Phil? It does yeah. So basically, I did some hill sprints the other day, and I, every time, right, I'm really analytical, like with like my runs and my cycles <laughs> and stuff. So I love going deep into the data, not for any reason. It's not going to change what I do next. I just like knowing. Anyway, went on it the other night, and I was like, I wonder how fast I run when I did my hill sprints uphill bear in mind and when i checked it said that i ran at 20.2 miles per hour which by the way wasn't like i wasn't like when i say i'm not shocked i don't mean because i'm dead fast i mean like i was like well yeah you probably are going to run at a fair pace because people jog at like between six and eight miles an hour so i was like well if people jog at six to eight miles an hour i'm going to run at at least 10 miles i'm going to sprint bear in mind i'm going at the, the quickest i could go at. i'm going to go quicker than 10 miles an hour aren't i so i was like i wonder what i got to and when it said 20.2, I was like, nah, that's well fast, surely not. So, me being me, <laughs> first thing I did was, straight onto Google, how fast does Usain Bolt sprint have? Because I thought, <laughs> I need to compare myself to this bloke. I was assuming his was going to be about 128 miles an hour, because I was like, if I'm 20.2, his has got to be a lot quicker than that. Anyway, turns out Usain Bolt sprints at 23 miles per hour. <laughs> So I, I think his watch is broke. On a, on a flat, by the way. So I sprint uphill at 20 miles an hour. Usain Bolt doesn't, sprints at 23 miles an hour. I don't believe it. So what I we're going to do is, what we're going to do is on a really quiet day, just to prove it. Everyone's going to turn up. No, I've not told Jen this yet, but this is what I want us to do. On a morning where the roads are really quiet, right. I want you to start driving <laughs> at 20 miles an hour up the hill and I'm going to sprint and if I stay you've got to go at 20 you don't go at 80 and be like oh see I told you you were slow you've got to go at 20 and if I keep up with the car I ran at 20 miles an hour right okay something I... that's really important to mention because everyone's oh. going to think I'm dead begetted it probably I might have gone at 20 miles an hour for like 0.0 not 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 like one second <laughs> like it might not it won't have been for the whole sprint the, fa the fact is, the reason I know it might be accurate is because Usain Bolt runs at 23 miles an hour for 100 metres. I can run at 20 miles an hour for probably about an inch and a half. So <laughs> I'm not going to be breaking any walls. Oh, it really made worry. me laugh, though. Yeah, you was crying laughing I was, in the bathroom. Honestly, I was like, no, you don't. You don't run anywhere near as fast as Usain Bolt. Otherwise, I was like, scrap the triathlon. I'm going to the Olympics next year, <laughs> if there is one. All oh, right, okay. Anyway, back to the point. Motivation. Let's go back to that motivation point. Oh, I forgot I was doing a podcast, sorry. And um, the idea that it's not going to always be there. Nope. So it's, in order to build that consistent routine, we need to focus on what we can do in the moments when it's not there. So first of all, find that thing you enjoy, but then when thing happens where you don't feel motivated to do it, it's like, right, have I got these things in place to still keep doing it? So... I think one of the biggest things is planning it in, making sure you've actually actively planned it into your week. So you've said what time you're going to do it. You've said what place you're going to do it. You've picked the workout. I know obviously our clients, if you listen to this, you've already got your workouts. So that's easily done for you. Um, you've got a playlist to listen to. You've got your clothes laid out, ready to go and tell someone that you're doing it. So one of the big things that we do to not quite a lot of these on the head in in uh, our Facebook group, we have an accountability post on a Sunday. Which works so well, by the way. Yeah, it really, really does. Really, really um, does work well. So in that, people tell us what day, what time. Obviously, like I said, the workouts are already planned for them, but they tell us what day and what time they're going to do it. Um, and then we follow up with them 
at some point in the week to be like have you done it it's that accountability but if if you've not got that then uh, pair up buddy up with a friend who's maybe trying to do it and tell them when you're going to do it mm-hmm. um accountability is huge yeah and i think do you know something interesting that i always think if you're someone who's like oh i, I need someone there telling me what to do no you don't because you're always going to rely on that person then mm-hmm. and if for some reason you can't get there or that person's not there or you run out of money for that person to tell you like you can't afford to then pay for someone to go and see someone mm-hmm. what are you going to do then you need to learn the tools to be able to self-motivate because or like get through this point when you're not motivated because Absolutely. if you're always relying on someone being there to motivate yourself you're never ever going to get consistent hence why we well you found that um moving from pt into online coaching that actually clients are building more confidence up because they're able to do things themselves and build up skills for life essentially because realistically if you work for a, a period of time with someone you just turn up when the when you've booked in with them yeah and you're being held accountable to do that, but actually you're not learning the tools to self-regulate those kind of um, steps that need to be in place when they're not there as well. And actually what then happens is when they stop being there, you stop doing that thing. So having these tools is so important. So if you are someone who's training with someone, still do these things because it's preparing you for when you stop working with them so that mm-hmm. you're you're able to continue doing it for the rest of your life. You've got those life tools there in place there. I think that's why a lot of people struggle or almost fail on the journey because they're allowing themselves, or not even allowing themselves, sorry, I'm putting the blame on them, it's not their fault. No. They're basically being dictated what to do. So it's like, do this, do this, do this. Like You have to do this, you have to be here at this time, you have to do that. And like Jen said, that's all well and good for a period of time when you're working with that person. But what happens next on your journey? How do you sustain and maintain those results when you start working with that person? And this is why it's so important that during this phase of time, you learn how you do it and not just how you're dictated yes. to do it. And this sometimes, I'm not going to lie, can potentially slow down the journey a little bit because it's you making all the decisions and not someone handing you a meal plan and saying, eat this. Naturally, that's going to be a quicker result, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's this food, eat this food. But you're never going to sustain that result. So even though the pace might be, let's say, for example, it takes you four months instead of two months. In four months' time, you will have achieved the result you want to achieve, but you'll still have that result in 40 years' time. Yeah, I think Whereas, that's the most important thing, Yeah, if you, you might achieve that in two months, but two months after that, you're back to where you started. So that person who took four months is now exactly where they need to be. You've done a two-week quick fix, fad diet, whatever it is, and... Two months later, you're back to where you started. So the person who did the four-month thing and you did the two-month thing, it's the same day, but they're where they need to be. And that four months might be two months for some people. Absolutely. But it might be a year, two years for other people. 100%. It's like, it, it massively depends on the person, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. I think... Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. We've gone off on 12 tangents here, I think that's why. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I was going to say something about motivation again. It's not always going to be there, Jen. Mm, if you're not, not motivated to say the next bit, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not. It's absolutely okay. I need to put it into action then, don't I? You do. Um, oh, that's really bugging me now. Do you know what, though? Let's quickly recap then. Yes. If you are wanting to stay consistent with exercise, find something that you enjoy, make sure the thing that you enjoy aligns with the results that you want to get, find some kind of accountability partner, whether that's a coach or whether it's your best pal, 
but most importantly make sure you've got the tools in place to be consistent with it if you haven't trained this week and this is going out to everybody now if you've not trained this week this month this year ask yourself did you plan the session in did you make sure that the time and the place that you was going to do it was locked out did you have a playlist ready before you was going to do that session did you have your gym clothes out ready to go and did you tell someone that you was doing it if your answer is no i did none of that it's nothing to do with motivation. You simply just didn't have the tools in place to make sure the session happened. And that's fine. But next time, tick all those boxes and I guarantee the session gets done. And I remembered what I was going to say. When you have a day where everything goes to plan and you got it all done, at the end of that day, look back and go, right, what did I put in place? Was What did I put in place maybe the day before or the weekend? What did I do? Did I tell anyone? Like Really unpick what what kind of took place before that to allow you to be able to have this really successful day and follow through with what you intended use that then as your motivation for other days and I bet it was all those things we just spoke about yeah. I bet it was planned in I bet you knew what you was doing when you was doing it you had your playlist ready your clothes ready I bet it was and this is the big thing I bet there was no friction I yeah. bet you did it because it was easier to do than it was to not do. I remember that Louise said that so Louise is one of our clients so she did like a client journey for us mm-hmm. um, and she talked about that idea of all these things that she'd put in place and she said by the time she'd made all these tiny little decisions there wasn't any reason left for her to not do it because she'd put so much in place already that it was just a case of all right well I just need to actually physically do it now mm-hmm. it's like taking all those tiny pre-decisions out so that it is a case of i'm just going to get it done now mm-hmm. um and i know that a few clients recently that i've kind of worked through this with have, have said like can't believe how much of a difference it makes so put them in place get them done and now i'm going to put you on the spot fantastic so i have I'm a question to make i ran out of questions didn't realize and um didn't have time to put it on the story so i just jumped into our client whatsapp group and said has anyone got any questions literally within seconds i had five questions this worries me and five really really good questions as well honestly right. lift learn and burn like you're fantastic but you scare me sometimes <laughs> you worry me to be fair mm. right vicky has asked a really good one but i feel like vicky's had a lot of screen time lately yeah, she was so, last week wasn't she vicky <laughs> yeah all like well, ear time should i say yeah, and so I, I think i'm gonna have to put hers on hold but honestly it's so good but thanks vicky yeah um who's asked this on there oh i can't pick which one to go for right i'm go- I'm gonna go for this one from liz because she's rightly said that whatever you answer to this is gonna cause absolute uproar oh, to everyone who's listening well this oh. are you ready it's not a difficult question it's just one of those that's gonna cause controversy no matter what you say i'm worried what are your top three chocolate bars oh <laughs> fantastic question liz right so in first place Probably a little bit of a shock because it's a, it's a, not a new one in first place, but it's something that... I've, in fact, no, let's go three to one. Uh, in third place... <laughs> keeping me in suspense. Yeah, I'm keeping you more Love suspense. any chocolate talk. So in third place, yeah. I'm going to go Whisper. Oh, you've demoted it to third place. Demoted it to third place. Oh, right. I still don't agree with this one because Whispers disappear too quickly. Do you know what it is though? It's the, they just they're just so bubbly and they taste sensational. They do go a little bit quickly, but Too what you've quickly. got to do is satisfy yourself by enjoying it. Take a small bite and just like just enjoy it, embrace it. Like don't chew it. You don't yeah, chew no. a whisper. Oh, I never chew chocolate. If you if you're chewing a Any whisper, chocolate. you're doing it wrong. Dime. That's the only bar I chew. You have to. Yeah. Else you stuck to your teeth. <laughs> In second place, yeah. I'm gonna go for a solid because yeah. it's an everyday chocolate for me. Yeah. Curly whirly. Oh, yeah. Curly whirlies are like how do I describe it? 
They take so much time to eat. Interesting fact, half a bag of curly willy swirlies is less calories than one bar of dairy milk, standard size dairy milk. Mm. So think about that. I'm like taste you... satisfaction from curly half a bag of sweet curly whirly swirlies. You feel like you're getting so much more. I actually... assume you chew a curly whirly. Yes. Yeah, of course you do. So it's not anything just that's there. got some. See, this is why I'm not massively keen because I like to like literally let a chocolate melt in my mouth so it lasts for eternity, basically. Mm. So this is why I do love a curly whirly because it takes a while to chew it. Therefore, mm. it takes you quite a while to eat it, so it, it becomes does. an experience. But I do prefer like a chocolate that I can literally like, aka Freddo, mm. um, melt in my mouth because that's where I get my ultimate satisfaction from in chocolate. Just enjoyment. Yeah, just like cool. literally like in my mouth for as long as physically mm. possible, like melted. Hence, I think my top dog. Oh no, it's not. I'm lying. Sorry, your question. Not no, do you remember when I got asked this question? Yeah. And, three, <laughs> and you answered it for me. Anyway, third place, Whisper. Second place, Curly Whirly. First place. And this is because of Ken. Oh, I know what it's going to be. Yorkie fruit and nut. I thought it was raisin and biscuit. Oh, raisin and biscuit. <laughs> it's fruit and nut, though, isn't it? He doesn't even know his favourite chocolate bar. No idea what my favourite one's got. Freezing? A freezing one? <laughs> my favourite chocolate bar. I don't even know what it is. That is, though, that is my new, and genuinely I hadn't had one until... You'd have given me one like a couple of years ago, whenever it was. And it's just a proper, like, solid, straight down the line... You know what you get with it. You don't know what it's called, but you know what you get with it. <laughs> in regards to like every single time, it's just really good. It takes a long time to eat because there's a lot going on. There's many different flavours. And do you know what's really weird? I used to hate chocolate with stuff in it. I, I feel a bit sick that that's your top one. In actual fact, I'm, I'm considering ending soon. this relationship right now. You're, you're on not. the podcast. You're not because... I can't believe... I know you're not no. considering ending it is because you don't know how to upload a podcast. So therefore, <laughs> you're going to have to stay with me a little bit longer so that I can upload it because you've not clear what to do next, have you? In 10 minutes, this relationship is done. I don't agree that any chocolate with fruit in it should be anywhere near a top ranking. Why? Because what... No. Why? Just no. Give me a reason. No. You can't, can you? No. Exactly. <laughs> but that, again, that's a chocolate you've got to chew. It goes too quickly. It doesn't. You've got to chew that because it's like, you can't like let a raisin or a biscuit melt Why are you mouth. setting rules for how I eat a Yorkie? Can I eat it how I want to eat it? Fine. Eat Thank your you. Yorkie. Eat your fruit and nut Yorkie. <laughs> That's actually raisin and biscuit. Do you know what's funny is I hate fruit and nut. <laughs> I really hate fruit and nut. I think it ruins chocolate, fruit and nut. Because well, I'm not a big fan of nuts. Why is fruit and biscuit differently? What? Why is fruit and biscuit different? Well, I love biscuit. Love biscuit. Don't you love dimes? I love a dime. Don't you but have to chew again, them? I would never choose it. It's like. You I don't would... like chocolate with stuff in it, but your favourite things are like dimes and. Um, no. What's the other one? No. I can't remember it's what not it's called. My favourite. What's the other one called that you love? Not Kinder Bueno? It's got stuff in it. It's not got stuff in. Oh, to be right, fair, it's right. all about the flavours in a Kinder Bueno, which is why I don't often get it because I can't savour it because it just like goes too quickly. Do you know what's a good point as well? Whispers, sensational. Whisper Golds, pretty terrible. Not a fan. Mm, with caramel in. Mm. It's just ruined it. Do you know what? Right up there for me is just a block of some kind of Cadbury solid chocolate. So like oh, Dairy Milk Bar boring. or Freddo. Just like literally... Boring. Let it melt right in my mouth for like 10 hours. No, I'm not into that. Take so long to eat it. You don't, just, you eat it. No, I do, <laughs> you liar. It's just a boring or chocolate bar. Or Gillian, Gillian's top ranking. 
Oh, again, don't get it. I think they're sickly. You don't like nutty chocolate, do you? I know, but they're just sickly. And... I don't even know if I say it right. What do you mean? I'm like you. Why are you like me? I don't know if I say the name of my favourite chocolate right. You probably don't. Gillian. Well, it can't be Gillian, can it? Gillian. I think it's Gillian. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, I, I want everyone's feedback on the top. If, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to drop either myself or Phil a message with your top three chocolates so we can start a worldwide debate because yes we have got people listening to the podcast worldwide oh yeah we had someone in brazil the other week really Mm. and germany Mm. and where was the other really obscure place that we didn't expect why brazil and germany obscure because we don't know anyone in brazil or germany yeah i do hey um ronaldo he's in brazil you think Ronaldo's listening to the podcast? No, I didn't say that. I said I knew. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so not saying on TV. I was referring to people we knew that might be listening to it. Like Canada. Yeah. Makes sense. Your dad's in Canada. That's true. Um, Germany. Germany. We don't know who's listening in Germany. Hello, Germany listener. Yeah. Netherlands. We know he's in Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. There was one in... Was it South Africa? Yeah, to be fair, you're right. It's, it's gone global. And I don't We've gone global, it. guys. I want to know what chocolate there is in other... Probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> Cadbury doesn't taste the same in different countries, though. So That's because... I've tried, tried and to, tested that theory. You have to create it differently because of the different temperatures. Is that what it is? Mm. Is, that, is that true? Yeah, so it don't melt. Shut so up. So, like, if you're in Australia, the Cadbury's are very The Cadbury's in Australia is rank. That's because if, they made, if you took a Cadbury's chocolate bar to Australia from England... Yeah. yeah, it'd just be liquid in there, <gasps> so it melts. Who knew? Me, I did. I well, this is you. why I can never move to Australia. Yeah, yeah that's I the reason. Spat everywhere then. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm not moving with you. You're disgusting. <laughs> right, have an incredible week. Um, that's the top three chocolates, and you're not allowed to argue with me. Catch up with you again soon. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.